Chapter 15 of Your Psychic Powers and How to Develop Them. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Pamela Krantz. Your Psychic Powers and How to Develop Them by Harroward Carrington. Dreams. Dreams usually take place during sleep though there is a peculiar form of imaginative picturing which may occur sometimes during the waking hours and which we call daydreaming of these i shall treat in another place speaking first of ordinary dreams i may begin by pointing out that before we can understand them we must know a little of the nature and phenomena of sleep in which they occur we all spend about one-third of our lives in sleep so that this is a condition which we should certainly know something about if we possibly can. What is sleep? Various theories have been advanced in the past to explain sleep, but no satisfactory theory has ever been fully accepted. Thus we have the so-called chemical theories, which endeavor to account for sleep by assuming that certain poisonous substances are formed in the body during waking hours and are eliminated during sleep. Others have suggested that sleep is due to peculiar conditions of the circulation of blood in the brain. Still others that the action of certain glands explains sleep. Others that muscular relaxation accounts for it. Others that the lack of external stimuli is sufficient to induce profound slumber. All of these theories have been shown insufficient to explain the facts we shall never arrive at a satisfactory theory of sleep doubtless until we admit the presence of a vital force and the existence of an individual human spirit which withdraws more or less completely from the body during the hours of sleep and derives spiritual invigoration and nourishment during its sojourn in the spiritual world we shall speak of this more fully presently the seven common dreams for the present we must explain to begin with the common types of dreams and show how they are to be accounted for there are seven types of dreams which it is said everybody experiences at one time or another in his life these are one the falling dream two the flying dream three the dream of inadequate clothing four the dream of not being able to get away from some beast or injurious person or thing that is pursuing five the dream of being drawn irresistibly to some dangerous place six the dream that some darling wish has been gratified seven the dream of being about to go on a journey and being unable to get your things into your trunk etc some of these dreams are to be explained in one way some in another but broadly speaking it may be said that all ordinary dreams such as the above or others of a like type are due to one of three causes one physical stimuli two subconscious mental association three subconscious imagination in addition to this subconscious field there is also another the superconscious of which we shall speak later but as this is not recognized by orthodox psychologists of today we shall not discuss it for the present causes of dreams physical stimuli give rise to dreams in this way the dream of inadequate clothing for example is doubtless produced by chilling the surface of the body 
this in turn usually being due to the bedclothes falling off onto the floor the dream of falling is probably due to the fact that by lying too long in one position the blood supply is cut off causing loss of sensation in the under part of the body this in turn giving rise to the idea that we are not supported consequently that we are flying or falling etc if a book is dropped this may be symbolized as the report of a pistol in a duel etc association causes many dreams in the following way one idea or object of the mind brings up another connected with it more or less directly as it would be in life and the whole storehouse of the subconscious mind is drawn upon in these associations so that dreams are far more varied than our conscious associations in addition to this the third factor namely imagination is greatly enlarged and given free play for the reason that the conscious logical mind is dormant to a great extent and hence the wild flights of imagination which we take in sleep are possible the interpretation of dreams it is because of these facts that nothing appears absurd to us while we are dreaming no matter how ridiculous the situation may be it never seems so to us until we are awake and able to reason over it the curious medley of thoughts composing most dreams presents a striking resemblance to the ravings of delirium and insanity and various medical authors have written books aiming to show the close similarity between dreams and such insane wanderings it has been shown of late years that almost all dreams however logical they may appear are in reality more or less consistent and that a logical strain or undercurrent may be found running through them if they are analyzed and examined carefully enough the celebrated dr freud of vienna has worked out an elaborate system of dream interpretation based on his exploration of the subconscious mind and those who may be interested may consult his recent work on dreams he traces most dreams to early childhood impressions and believes that they express as a rule suppressed wishes which have slumbered in the subconscious mind of the dreamer and are externalized in this form dreams have in fact been compared to the bubbles which break upon the surface of a pond of water in both cases they have risen upwards through the lower strata and we see the finished product only what gave rise to this this is a subject for further investigation how to analyze dreams if you wish to ascertain the causes of certain dreams you may often do so in the following manner place your subject who wishes his dream analyzed in a comfortable chair seated in a quiet room in semi-darkness set going a metronome or ask him to listen to the tick of a large clock while doing this certain images and impressions will arise before his mind ask him to tell you what these are as soon as he has done so question him as to the origin of these etc and by continued questioning going deeper all the time into his mind you will ultimately find out the origin of his dream an example will prove this a lady of our acquaintance went into hysterics every time she smelled plum pudding she could not account for this one night she had a dream in which she saw herself cooking pudding in the kitchen and woke up in a great state of fear and excitement 
analysis of this dream showed that when she was a little girl she had been left alone in the kitchen while pudding was cooking and that the pudding had burnt and nearly set the house on fire she saw herself running from the kitchen and screaming as soon as this was discovered she no longer experienced any fear or unpleasant sensations while smelling any kind of pudding she was in fact completely cured the subconscious fear had been removed and its evil effects ceased many similar fears which terrorize our dreams and cause nightmare could be shown to be due to these early childish impressions were we to analyze carefully enough such dreams the symbolism of dreams the main characteristic of nearly all dreams is their symbolism of all our experiences dreams are doubtless the most symbolic they represent certain wishes desires emotions thoughts etc which fill the subconscious mind and which become associated together forming what are known as complexes these thoughts as they become externalized are presented in symbolic form thus a snake may be a symbol of fear and hatred an angel may be a symbol of love a key may be a symbol of success etc seeing and hearing dreams few people see colors in dreams the shadows and figures which make up nearly all dream images are colorless or are of the consistence of light smoke just why this should be so we do not exactly know but some artists who deal a great deal in color experience dreams in which all the characters are clothed in gorgeous and highly colored robes this however is the exception not the rule again why do we all see figures scenes etc in our dreams we very seldom hear either music or spoken conversation words are more rare than pictures the reason for this is probably that we use our eyes more continually and more consciously than we do our ears and for this reason the visual images are more easily expressed than the auditory symbols smell taste and touch are even more rare factors in dreams than hearing many persons experience peculiar visions while falling to sleep they see hundreds of tiny faces before them in the dark which may condense into one and this becomes larger and larger and finally vanishes etc these are well understood and need cause no fear or anxiety persistent dream images on the other hand dream pictures or images may continue for some moments after awakening and these are called persistent dream images thus dr abercrombie mentions an instance of a medical friend of his who having sat up late one evening fell asleep in his chair and had a frightful dream in which the prominent figure was an immense baboon he awoke with the fright got up instantly and walked to a table which was in the middle of the room he was then awake and quite conscious of the articles around him but close to the wall of the apartment he distinctly saw the baboon making the same grimaces which he had seen in his dream and the picture continued visible for about half a minute this is a good case of persistent dream image what is somnambulism occasionally the muscular system becomes active during sleep instead of the senses only and then we have cases of somnambulism in which the patient walks and talks in his sleep etc and even does consecutive mental work 
this shows a too active condition of his subconscious mind which should be checked by proper treatment it is extremely dangerous to wake anyone suddenly in the middle of an access of somnambulism if the patient talks in his sleep it may be very interesting at times to converse with him in a low tone and see whether or not he will reply intelligently many cases are on record in which valuable information has been obtained in this way not only about the subject but about distant scenes and even about his spirit friends it is possible also to cultivate automatic writing with a good somnambulist and in one case known to us the patient went to bed with a planchette board tied to her hand the pencil resting on a large sheet of paper and when she awoke in the morning it was covered with interesting messages this is an experiment which the enthusiastic student would do well to repeat i must now speak of superconscious dreams in which we are brought into contact with a higher plane of life and activity in the same way that we are in contact with a lower plane during many of our ordinary dreams when this happens we experience so-called supernormal dreams of which the following are types supernormal dreams one the telepathic dream in which telepathy occurs during sleep between a distant living mind and the sleeping mind of the subject information is thereby imparted which the sleeper could not possibly have known for instance in one case the sleeper's brother appeared to him and notified him of his own recent accident which proved to be true in another case the sleeper dreamed that a friend of his told him something which also proved to be true etc these are so-called telepathic dreams two clairvoyant dreams in which the subject sees distant scenes and his vision subsequently proves to be true in such cases the dreamer apparently leaves his body and travels to the locality in question three premonitory dreams in which a vision of the future is obtained in a few days weeks or months as the case may be this dream vision is fulfilled to the letter four spirit communication during dreams in which a discarnate spirit apparently appears and gives a message to the sleeper either of consolation or perhaps tells him an important item of news which he should know in cases of this character we border very closely upon the medium trance and true mediumship in rare cases communication has apparently been established in this manner experimentally induced dreams it is possible to induce telepathic dreams experimentally in another and you will find it most interesting to endeavor to do this or to serve as the subject for others who endeavor to induce certain dreams in you during your sleeping hours in such cases the sleeper has only to describe as carefully as possible his dreams on awakening those who endeavor to impress the dreams upon him must picture in their minds a clearly formed series of images allowing these to float before them in space endeavoring to impress each one in turn upon the sleeper by the power of will after a little practice these experiments will often be found to succeed it is possible to control our own dreams to a certain extent if we desire to do so thus on falling to sleep you may will that you experience dreams of a certain character and if you set about it rightly you can obtain these in many instances 
help is frequently given in this way i know of several cases in which a subject has fallen to sleep after mentally suggesting to herself that she would receive enlightenment help and counsel through her dreams concerning the difficult problems of her daily life in practically every case this was given though often in somewhat symbolic form if this were cultivated it would prove a useful adjunct to our daily lives remembering dreams another good experiment which the interested pupil should make would be to endeavor to catch himself falling asleep that is to analyze the gradual loss of consciousness in his own person which occurs as he is falling into sleep some people can catch themselves in this way and others cannot those who are wide awake one minute and asleep the next will probably never make first-class mediums those who linger in the borderland the longest are those who are naturally most psychic another test is that of remembering dreams if you can remember clearly a large percentage of your dreams you are probably quite psychic on the other hand if you remember nothing that has occurred during sleep you are more or less matter-of-fact and unless you are the exception probably will not attain any very great development along psychic lines it is unwise however to cultivate to too great an extent this habit of remembering your dreams if you do you will thin the wall which separates your dream life from your waking life and if this becomes perforated trouble may result keep the two distinct therefore after your first initial experiments at introspection and dream analysis end of chapter fifteen dreams recording by pamela Krantz.